You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. ProQ's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow, and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. When smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermapen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermapen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. This week's show, you're uh, just going to have to put up with the soothing tones of Barbecue Forte again because Dan's nodded off and won't wake up. I've tried to poke him, but he's just still asleep. I haven't poked him in that way. That's just weird. Right. Uh, anyway, on with the this week's show. On this week's show, we have got Chris Ackrell from New Broiler. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hello. Good. Thank you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. It's good to have you on. No, thanks for inviting me. No, no problem. Um, we saw the product popping up on social media and saw a few people getting it and thought, ah, oh, this looks interesting. It's a nice new product for us all to get into and get involved with. So I thought I'd get you on and you could teach us a little bit about it all because it's kind of a kind of a different concept, I guess, to what people perhaps know about at the moment. Like the, Just the term broiler, I think. People aren't even sure what, it, what a broiler is. So maybe just... Before we get too deep, let's just start off like, what? how have you started off and got into selling the new broiler? Um, well, long story short, um, <laughs> I was on Country Word Smoke um, and I saw a Chinese chap called Tang pop up and he was offering samples of uh, the new broiler. Um, now, I'd seen these things before, you know, you know, when you get lost in a black hole on YouTube oh, yes. and you just start, start watching cooking videos and you just end up watching some obscure German thing. Not like that. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'd seen that these, um, these steak grilling devices, which were, they were all looked exactly the same, you know, and they had like slightly different designs. Um, but you know, for the most part they were cooking steak, they were cooking everything in there, but for the most part it was steak. And I was like, they look quite cool. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we got those over here? Okay, so I'm looking. I've never seen anything like them anywhere. Um, and then I saw, I think last year, I think Marcus on Country Woods popped up and he had uh, one of the Auto Wild Grillers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
you know, so, and I thought, well, 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 so I looked into them and I was like, they're about out of my price range. <laughs> uh, cause they're, they're quite, you know, quite pricey. Um, anyway, back to the, how I care about this, the samples came up and, you know, normally I'm one for always wanting a sample. And I thought this time I've got enough stuff in my house. Yeah. There's too much stuff in my house. I'm not, you know, my missus would have killed me. Um, <laughs> And then a lad in the office was like, oh, have you seen this? Um, he said, you know, they've got samples of these things. And I was like, oh, yeah, it looks quite cool. And I thought, no, you know what? I'm, I am going to get one of those because I just love gadgets and toys. Do you know what I mean? No matter what it is. I knew it would be small enough. I could keep it out in the garage. I shouldn't get in any trouble. Um, so I sent this guy an email. <clears throat> anyway, he writes back to me. He says, sorry, you know, we've given out a lot of these, you know, 25, 30 people are having our samples. Um and you know that's our allocation. You know, so we're not giving out any more samples for the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, but we are looking for distributors. Do, do, do you know anyone? And basically, over the years, I've always bought and sold stuff. I've always, you know, bought like if I see something that I can buy, I make fifty quid on, I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> you know, I've bought stuff from China, most random things that I've found on eBay that I can sell for twice the price. Um, so I was always interested in you know doing some kind of importing thing where I could, you know, have it as like a little project, a little sideline. Um, because I like, you know, thinking of, you know, I like the idea of having a little business, if that makes sense. I like yeah. the idea of having a product that I can, you know, I do believe in and that I can work with and, you know, try and boost it. And the ideal thing with this was, you know, they never existed in the UK. No one had a clue what they were. Mm. There was no kind of um, preconceptions about them. Um, it was completely new, so I thought, you know, well, this is the thing, really. I've seen them before. I know they're massive in Germany, so there must be a reason. You know what I mean? Then it's not as if there's just one man who's got them. Loads of people in Germany have got them, so they must be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said to him, I said, well, how about I look at becoming your distributor? <laughs> so I spoke to him. Um, I explained, you know, my background, my history. Um, and then basically a lot of time was spent at three o'clock in the morning on the toilet texting a Chinese man. Um, it's not something everyone's used to doing, is it? No, no, no there you go. <laughs> so, you, know, you know, the wife used to wake up in the night and be like, where is he? <laughs> Come into the bathroom and I'm on the toilet texting China. So yeah, business meeting, str- business meeting. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, it, so for months we were talking, you know, coming up with ideas and stuff like this. Um, you know, just discussing it. I mean, you know, he's a he's a clever guy. This this one, and um, you know, basically, it turns out that New Brawlers, an international brand, is just that we've never heard of it over here. Mm-hmm. Um, they currently supply them in China and Taiwan mainly. Um, you know, restaurants over there use them. Um, they're quite popular on the barbecue scene in Taiwan, for example. Um, the guy over there sold hundreds at the back end of last year. Um. You know, he's looking at taking steps to get into Italy, into America, Canada, stuff like that. Um, so the more I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, you know, it's like, you know, you're risking a lot, really, if you've got an outlay, mm. you know, if they're actually any good. Um, so I'm speaking to him. And it turns out that he's been in the game quite a while, this chap. Um, basically, the parent company of New Broiler, which, he, which this guy owns, they're the commercial burner supplier. So they basically make broilers themselves, which are, you know, high heat gas appliances. 
um, they supply them to a farm in the States. Uh, in turn, that farm build them into machines. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, into cooking appliances. They're used in Burger King over there. They're used in Hardee's. You know, they got like Hardee's is a massive burger thing. We haven't got it here. There's like over 6,000 burger restaurants in the States, Hardee's restaurants. Yeah. Um, a brand called Carl Jr. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I think he's even supplied them to T-Fam. Mm. So I knew. You know, he knew what he was talking about. He had experience in it. Um, you know, this type of burner was, was his thing. So anyway, it went on and he sent me over a couple of samples myself and looked at them. And I thought, yeah, you know, let's let's give it a go, really. So, Perfect. so that was it. That was awesome. So it started. So, yeah, so some random searches and some meetings on a toilet and here we are. <laughs> Yeah, history has begun. Yeah, it's a great um, little story. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so tell us then. So now, so tell us what what is a broiler then? Uh, so a broiler is effectively um, a gas grill. It's just that the design of it means it can produce really really high heat. So, like your household, when you know when you're in, in your oven or whatever, it can only get up to like two fifty max. Um, whereas the way that these uh, ceramic burners are designed, they can get up to 800, 850 degrees with no problem. Uh, that's Celsius. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. The most that we've ordered is 890. Wow. So, I mean, you compare that to a gas barbecue, which will spit out like 300 degrees. Yeah. And your charcoal grills at the most, you know, you can get what, 350, 400. You're pushing them a bit. Um you know, this is just, it's an infrared heat. So it basically it comes down, it spreads out evenly. Um, so, you know, you don't got to worry that oh, a bit of coal's a bit higher there. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's a nice even heat. The only thing that affects uh, how the heat lays down on the food is the food itself. So if you've got a steak that's, say for like, you know, a bit of flat iron, which slopes down at one end or whatever, um, you know, then you might get a slight variation in how it's done on the outside, but it doesn't really affect it too much. Um, so yeah, yeah. So basically, that's what it is. That's what it does. Mm. I mean, the new uh, we've got we've got a couple of new boilers. One's the N1. Um, that weighs about ten kilos, mm. uh, so it's relatively portable. Um, and the N2 is is just twice the size of that. So it's twice the width. Um, and that weighs about 17 kilos. Yeah. Um, that one's really more one for, for home. So with, with a broiler, it's always cooking from the top down. Is that right? That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so again, like if you think of <clears throat> every kind of cooking you do outside, um, it's always overheat, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? The only thing I can think of that you use outdoors is maybe if you've got like, a, you know, a nice big gasser with a sear station type thing on it. Yeah. Um, so on on that kind of cooking, you know, obviously oil, juices, fats, all dripping down, um, can cause flare-ups. Do you know what I mean? Cause flare-ups. Um, there's obviously for some people a worry about you know burnt fats and stuff like that going onto food. Um, with the new broiler, because the heat's coming down, you don't tend to have any smoke coming off. Or very very little smoke, um, because there's a little bit of fat splitting up. Um, but nothing much. Everything really drips down into the drip tray below. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool concept. I've seen the photos of it and think it's definitely something you need to try out. So, is it a sort of device that you can leave outside, or do you need to like bring it in when it's raining, or what, what's the kind of setup of it? If like a barbecue, if you're going to stick it out there, is it something you're not going to be like leaving it for a few hours of cooking? I guess because you're getting it so hot that you're just going to be chucking a steak in in a minute and pulling it back out again. Yeah, I mean, it's made of um, like SS304 stainless steel, so that's food grade, because obviously it's got to have a certain um, corrosion protection rating uh, for food. Um, you know, if stuff's spilt in it or whatever, it doesn't want any kind of chemicals leaching into food. Yeah. Um, which you can get with some of the lower grade of stainless steel. Um, so in that respect, it's fine to be outside. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that we say is obviously the gas valve is part brass and the there's like an electric electronic ignition on the back mm-hmm. so you pop a little battery and it just provides a spark to light it yeah obviously that ideally you don't want to get wet yeah um but i mean we're in the process of getting some covers made up so it's not the kind of thing you want to be leaving outside all the time um but I, you could put a cover on it if it was going to be like a very light shower or something like that or um but to be fair it's easy enough you can literally pick it up with one hand and sling it into the garage yeah um, or your shed it's not it's not anything major that it's hard work to move around you're not dragging anything around on wheels no. um you know it is quite compact really so yeah and can you can you use it indoors and outdoors or is it is it an outdoor product um we recommend that it's only used outdoors just simply because of the amount of heat coming off it mm-hmm. um i mean if you put it on on your kitchen worktop <laughs> do your cabinet you mean the, the amount of heat coming off it would guarantee bubble up your doors yeah um because it obviously it's spilling out of the front and then rising up um i mean there are people that we've we've run a test program like i said with 25 30 people um and there are people on there who have used it inside um so if you think of it in in that respect it's only the same as a gas grill it's just obviously a lot more gas being burnt through it yeah um <clears throat> okay so do recommend when you design. Yeah, so when you're using it, you do need to be careful what surface you're using it on. Um, in a way, yeah. I mean, it's because the heat's coming out and rising up. It's not too bad. Um, I mean, it's it's on these little rubber pads. Um, we've got a range of other pads, like a higher level, like raise me up kind of feet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, to raise it further off the table if you had like a surface which you wanted protecting more. Um, but, it, you know, it shouldn't have any kind of detrimental effects to the surface necessarily uh, because of the heat. Uh, no more than it would if you had, you know, when like a, you, know, you get like an electric, like a reclet kind of grill. Mm-hmm. It's only the same kind of heat that would come out from that. Um, I mean, what we are going to be supplying as well, obviously the initial ones um, are as they are. Um but we're constantly evolving the design of it. Um, so all future ones which are coming out now are going to start having a stainless steel tray, which basically slides in the bottom of the broiler, so in the bottom of the combustion chamber, and you can slide that out in front of it because if some of the feedback we had from the test people was uh, that it was great, but when you pulled the grill grate out, the meat would drip onto your table. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the last thing you want, you don't, you know, fatty meat drippings on your table, especially if it's a wooden table. Do you know what I mean? You don't want it staining it. Uh, so, for me, because I've got a metal table, which you can just wipe it off or scrape it off. But um, yeah, so that was one thing that Tang took away from it. And 
Um, it's just called, you know, it's a very simple thing. It just slides in. It can be just taken out and removed really easily for cleaning. Um, so yeah, so it, it's not too much of a concern about the surface it goes on. Um, I mean, because it's double walled as well. So mm-hmm. you know, there are rollers around in Germany which are made of like a thinner stainless, um, not as good a quality stainless, and they're only single walled. So you've got the danger of when you touch the outside, you could burn your hand. Yeah. Um, on this one, you can pretty much touch the side walls without major risk of being burned. You know what I mean? It's not actually ridiculously hot. You're not going to instantly singe your hands. It's going to get warm, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I mean, on, again, on the top, you, you can you can touch the top as you, as you would on a kettle barbecue kind of thing. Um, but it's not the kind of like a single skin where you could touch it and instantly burn your fingers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in that respect, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, it's fine on the table out there. Yeah. So what so what sort of stuff would you cook in it other than a steak? What other what other things have you done in it? Um, well, you know, steak's what it is all about. Yeah. Um, literally because of the the sear that you get on it, it's. Um, I'm guessing you've eaten in good steak places. Have you ever had a a steak cooked on a salamander? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, you know, yeah. That, I mean, that's what they have. Like, um, that's what they have in like nice restaurants, and they, I mean, that's how they finish their steaks. Mm. Um that's what i like i like you know the contrast and the texture between the crust on the outside the nice like tender beef in the middle um this is basically your own personal salamander but it's just a lot cheaper yeah. <laughs> and you you know and you carry it around you literally you turn it on um within five ten minutes it's preheated um you can literally put the steak in pretty much no matter how thick it is um because there's various uh, levels in there you can cook it at sear it average of a minute aside to get a nice crust on it and then you can actually drop it down lower in the chamber and what i found is during like test runs um we've moved the levels down and then measured the grill heat at each level mm-hmm. um so you can range from anything from like 800 up the top down to 150 at the bottom right so you bring it down lower and then just like the heat coming down is still enough to carry on cooking the steak through without um you know, without affecting the crust anymore. Yeah, so I and guess then, you could do like end. a reverse sear with it if you yeah, start yeah, it off tried at the bottom that. and then bring it up later on. Did that with a ribeye, yeah. It was um, it worked all right, really. Mm. Um, a, f- a few things, you know, I've, I've charred a couple of things because, you know, at the end of the day, it's twice as hot as anything I've ever cooked yeah. on before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and, you know, I know we say about steak quite a bit, but the people in the test group have come up with some brilliant ideas you know in the the kind of things that they're doing um you know we've had i think i can't remember what we did it now they did uh scallops and chorizo in this they had they they brought a little cast iron sizzle pan and slid that inside heated it up um and made this scallop and chorizo thing you see on the website it looks absolutely lovely do you know what i mean it is really really nice i mean you can cook any kind of meat in there any kind of protein loads of vegetables um the other night i did some fajitas in there so I just, you know, got some like that minute steak type stuff and just flash fried that in a slime pan. And it's just, I know it's not too much different to use in a pan. Um, just quicker. But it's just, <laughs> love it. yeah, it's just so much quicker. Do you know what I mean? Because it literally, literally will cook the steak in a minute. Um, yeah, so I mean, and as well on the large one, we've had that. Uh, I've even tried cooking up some pizzas on that one. I mean, you can cook them on the small one. The small one's a little 
narrow for doing anything more than a, a personal pizza. Um, the you can fit, you know, a 10, 12 inch pizza in there, no worries. Um, and literally, the, the, I think second there had it. Um, we've got a gentleman in Scotland who's bought one and he wanted me to do some trials um, on what kind of temperature we get the stone to at different levels. Because uh, I think he's going to invest in a, a you know, a custom made stone. Mm-hmm. So I did a few different things. I literally knocked up this dough um, and had it in cooking within like 60 to 90 minutes, I think it was. And, you know, it, it turned out all right. <laughs> I mean, it turned out relatively respectable uh, for what it was. Um, and I think, you know, if I made some proper dough, let it, um, you know, let it ferment for a couple of days in the fridge or whatever, I think you'd actually get a respectable Neapolitan style pizza out of it. Um, because you can actually get the stone at around four fifty, five hundred degrees. Um, and it does actually come out as you'd want it to. Do you know what I mean? It's very little difference to when I've cooked pizzas in my uni. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's good for that. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously it's not a wood fire pizza oven by any means, but you can get a very similar similar result. I mean, because you've if you have it on the second or third grate down, um, you've got a similar kind of aperture. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you see it as a thing, like the sort of product that people might like use alongside? Like maybe they're going to low and slow smoke a steak for an hour and then finish it off in the broiler at the end. Yeah, definitely. The, the main, the main um, uh, consumer in Taiwan is actually people who use sous vide. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for them, that's the problem, isn't it? You know, sous vide is, you know, it cooks brilliant stuff, but you've got to sear it after. Yeah. This is like, it's like perfecting it because, you know, sous vide meat can be brilliant, can't it? But this just puts the final. Yeah. Perf- so this is your sous vide finisher, isn't it? Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant for that. And, um, you know, but, you know, it's not just that. You know, like I said, you can reverse sear a steak on it. Um, you, you know, we've had people cooking just prawns in there, just mm. like a tray of prawns with a, you know, cooking them putting a bit of sweet chili sauce over the top of something like that, just putting it in just to quickly, you know, set the glaze on kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, we've got a few restaurants in Taiwan using these. You know what I mean? So mm. they're quite nice. I did share a link on, on our uh, Facebook page um, where you saw a very tiny glimpse, <laughs> but it gave you a kind of idea of like the stuff that they were doing over there. Um, yeah, but you know, it's great. It, you know, with the steak, the good thing about that is, you've got the steak up high or low if you're doing like a reverse sear kind of thing. We've got the tray underneath. Your juices are dripping down into that tray, so they're being saved. You know what I mean? They're not falling onto coal or anything mm. like that. They're not backing away straight away. Yeah. Um, so like that juice, um, we've chucked in uh, some butter, some garlic, some mm. rosemary. Um, and that's just sat there, slowly bubbling away while the steak's cooking. And then putting the steak into it and just like spooning it over, like basting it with that. Nice, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? So you, you can do the whole thing start to finish in there if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it is a case of just, just messing about with it. I mean, a, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a steak cooker. But, you know, it's not. <laughs> you could do so much with it. But it's just having a bit of imagination and trying to think outside the box. Anything really, I would say, that you need heat for, anything you could put on a, a barbecue grill, you can do on there as long as you're not trying to do you know, low and slow or smoking really. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, good luck with it, mate. It's an exciting little project for you. And if people are interested in this, where where can they go to find you now? Uh, so at the moment, we're only selling uh, on our website, which is newbroilers, it's N-U-B-R-O-I-L-E-R.uk. Um, I mean, we're speaking to uh, some retailers, mm-hmm. uh, some surprisingly big name retailers <laughs> have come to me, <laughs> which I was quite pleased about. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to look into the viability of that mm-hmm. uh, and see how it goes, really. Um, but yeah, any questions anyone's got, they're more than welcome to message us. Um, literally, we always try our best to you know, get back to you straight away. Um, yeah, so that's that. Awesome. So you're on Instagram as New Broiler UK and that's it. Facebook, yeah. got a Facebook page? Uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash New Broiler UK as well. Perfect. And then it's newbroiler.uk. .uk is the website, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Right. Well, I'm going to go and check it out and see what's going on with it. I'm excited about yeah. this. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> likes a new gadget, don't they? So maybe this exactly, is yeah. this summer's new toy. Hopefully. <laughs> well, good luck with it, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Lovely. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by Pro-Q, Kamado Joe, Thermopen and Smokewood Shack. Pro-Q's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermopen Instant Read Thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super fast Thermopen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent.